Welcome to the BBC, a wax cast based on collaboration, not competition. Between Both Cheeks is a world filled with beauty, bums, and billions of bucks. The hosts of the BBC are Luba, the badass boss bitch, creator and owner of international brands and beauty salons. Becca, once newbie and now experienced enforcer, she's hatched out of her egg and manages business with authority and a smile. And Ashley, a straight, shooting, spicy Italian. Hot off the global circuit, she's got expertise to share. Welcome to the BBC. Bring me your balls. No, Kelly Clarkson! Hello, everyone. This is the BBC between both cheeks. Yes, we mean those cheeks, too. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on Instagram at Between Both Cheeks and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Today, we have our spicy Italian, Ashley. We have our enforcer, Becca. And we have a very special guest today. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So this, I think, is going to be so interesting because I feel that a lot of people in the beauty industry are very much about manifestation and putting things out in the universe and saging and all of the things. Anyway, all estheticians or anyone in the industry that I've met has have been very much into that. So this is going to be incredible. So Crystal, I'm going to let you take it away from human design. What does this mean and what do you do? Ah, thank you so much, Lupa. Oh, human design is really this beautiful merger of science and spirituality. So it combines the chakra system, astrology, the I Ching, which is ancient Chinese, um, with the tree of life. And then it relates to the 64 codons of your DNA. And it's really an understanding of quantum physics. So we use your birth date, your birth time, and your birth place to find your energetic blueprint. So really the energy that you're here to bring to the world. It's very unique to you, which is why I love it so much. So what I love this. This sounds so neat. See? I I knew it. I knew it. Um, So what got you into the industry and what did you do before? So my sort of journey into spirituality started when I got really sick 11 years ago. And I think that's kind of the catalyst for a lot of people, actually, because you actually start looking at what you're putting into your body, what you're putting into your mind. And I became a nutritionist in order to heal myself. And I started a nutrition practice. And then along the way, I realized I was more interested in the mind than than necessarily in the body. And I started really shifting into mindset work. And from there, I discovered human design. And that just it really gave me the permission to be myself. All these things that I had kind of thought were wrong with me are actually some of my greatest strengths and the gifts that I'm here to bring to the world. So now I'm really here to share that. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Well, I know Becca and I, we always talk about manifestation and, and we go back and forth on like putting it out into the universe and 
Um, yeah, we're very much all, all about this. And I think, you know, Crystal, you and I met at a wellness retreat, She Who Moons, who um, Holly um, put on. Holly used to be one of our renters at Wax Hair Removal Bar, and I've kept in touch with her over the years and stuff. And we just really connected. And it was just such an incredible, safe place for everyone, which is hard to find sometimes when you group 20 women together. <laughs> and I think anyone that listens to this podcast can relate to that. I think sometimes, you know, there's issues in, in a woman business with five into five women, right. But to bring 20 women together and all kind of get along and hold space for them was really incredible. Mm-hmm. So what does your day look like when someone comes in for a consultation for you or what maybe is the um if someone's looking to get started but they don't know like what what does that look like what does that experience look like yeah so if you go to my website you can fill out my pop-up and that I will send you a pdf with your energy type your strategy and your authority these are really the foundations of human design So your energy type is the energy you're inherently here to bring to the world. And there's five energy types that everyone falls into. Then we have your strategy. This is like the brakes or the gas, how it feels like things are just flowing or it feels like everything stopped dead. And your authority is how you're designed to make decisions. This is one of the most crucial pieces because until I knew this, I was just making decisions so out of alignment and not understanding why nothing was working out. So when you go to my website and you fill out that form, I send you this PDF with a few journal prompts that you can start diving into because we all have shame around these things as well. Mm. And, and then after there, you can dive deeper with a one-on-one reading. And the, this is where we really go into the specifics of your chart. You're not just this one energy type there's different energy centers that are activated. There's different gates and channels. These are really how the energy flows through your body, the gifts that you naturally have, the challenges and lessons you're here to learn and face. Um, so that's kind of where a lot of people go from, from that step to understanding their own design a bit deeper. And then I do one-on-one mentoring. This is a three-month container minimum where every week we're getting together and we're diving into what's going on in your life. Where are you feeling stuck and challenged? Um, what are the relationships like in your life? And we use I use human design as the tool through which to help you deepen your trust within yourself and help you make more aligned decisions so you can feel really in flow. I love that you talked about how you were making decisions, but they just didn't feel right. And everything was out of alignment. What, what does that look like? Like what was, cause I think a lot of us experience that, you know, whether we're, we're business owners or in our jobs or in our personal lives, or do I stay in this relationship with a friend or do I stay in this relationship as my, my partner and my lover? What did that feel like for you? And when did you know that you had to change that? Like, was it a decision? Like when you were making it, was it like, "Mm, this doesn't feel right, but I'm going to do it. Or was it the aftermath of like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, both. Um, So I, so 50% of the population is an emotional authority and that's what I am. And I'm here to feel deeply. And actually Luba and Becca, you are also both emotional authorities. So we're here to really feel our feelings. We experience emotional waves for no reason at all. And we move through these waves throughout the day. 
So when we're trying to make decisions inside of that wave, the emotion affects how we feel about the decision. So what I noticed is I would be having an incredible day. Something would come into my awareness. And because I'm on this high, I get caught up in like the sort of unrealistic possibilities of what, what I could get from this decision, um, specifically around finances. If I invest in this, then I'll make my money back in 30 days. I I was caught up in all those things. Mm -hmm. And I could really see upon understanding this, how the emotional authority really asks you to cultivate patience and to know that if this decision is meant for you, it will feel right when you're not feeling this high anymore. When you come back to a place of a more calm clarity and you tap back in, okay, does this feel aligned with me? Is this, is this something I want to work towards something I want to invest in? Uh, Yeah. And then the other side of that is I'm a manifesting generator and actually the three of you are all generators. So 70% of the population were, were led by these like sacral desires. So this like hell yes, or this hell no. Now, what can happen is when we feel that something's inherently a no, we're like, oh, but, you know, they really want me to do this. It's that people pleasing. And so we end up saying yes to things that we really want to say no to. And that drains our energy and that pulls us out of alignment because we're not following those yeses. And we end up having a harder time saying yes to the things that really light us up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can agree to that. <laughs> Completely. I think we can all feel a little bit of that one. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Becca, I feel like you've got a question or something. She's like processing over here. Yeah. So I've heard about human design and I looked into it a couple months ago. I did a manifestation work. Becca, your volume's slightly off. Is that better? That's way better. Okay. I've heard of human design. I did a manifestation workshop a couple of months ago and I looked into it, but I didn't really understand how to read it, but I did know that I was a non-specific manifester. What does that part mean? Yeah. Amazing question. So in human design, we have both specific and non-specific. So when you're manifesting using specific, you really want to get specific. So if you want to move, you want to drive around and find like the exact street or the the neighborhood that you want to live in. You want to say, I want this many rooms, this many bathrooms. Um, I want this size of yard, this square footage. So you're really getting specific. With non-specific, we really want to focus on the feeling. So if you're manifesting that same home, I want it to feel really spacious. I want to feel like there's Um, there's enough room for everyone and enough room to expand. I want it to be really light. I want it to have a unique feel. So with both specific and non-specific, we do want to, we do want to tap into the feeling because even when you're getting specific, you want to understand how you feel inside of that space. You just want to get more specific. So even if you're, if you're looking for a new job, you want the exact title, how much money you're going to make, the hours you're going to be working with non-specific, you're focusing again more on those feelings. I want to feel like I have time for fun in my life. I want to feel um, like I'm financially free. I, I want my job to feel fun and exciting. I want to 
I want to be excited when I wake up and go into my job. So we're focusing more on the feelings inside of that. That's so cool. Thank you. Now, does this kind of pertain to like making vision boards and things like that? Or though, is that like left and right kind of thing? No, definitely. With the vision board, again, like you would want to be, if you're manifesting a car, you would want like that exact car, the color that you want, the trim. With your non-specific, you might have like four different cars and it's more the feeling of it. So maybe they're all old classic cars and you don't care if it's a Cadillac or it's like an an, an old Ford. You're just like, I, I love these old classic cars. So again, it's vision boards work really well. It's again, just focusing on the feeling of it versus the specifics of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you've mentioned a couple of things about like Luba and Becca, you're this or Ashley, you're that. So tell our audience how, what you need in order to gather that information. Yeah. So you need your birth date, your birth time. And, and we, we do try, we do ask to be as specific as possible. Sometimes, you know, if you don't know the time you're born, I have people contact me and I'll go through and see how much it changes. Sometimes it changes a lot. Sometimes it changes a little. So the more specific you can be, even if you can narrow it down to like an hour time frame, the better. And then um, the place that you were, were, were born in. Okay. And this really is where everything was the minute that you were born. And then human design also takes into account 88 days before you were born, which is when we believe your soul incarnates your body. Mm. So the, the day that you're born gives us your personality, really these conscious traits. 88 days before gives us your design. These are your more um, unconscious traits. And it's the combination of these two that make up who you are. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. So what is your website, Crystal? You've mentioned it a couple times, but how would people find you if they want to do your pop-up and a consult? Yeah. So you can go to crystalmcintyre.com and you can also find me with the same name on Instagram. I have a lot of free content there. Mm -hmm. Um, I really believe when I first was looking into human design, I just spent months Googling everything I could. And there is a lot of information out there. And I'm really dedicated to continuing to provide a space that provides valuable free content. Mm -hmm. There is a lot to be said about getting a reading because with a trained eye, there's, there's so much to understand when we start to understand Um, your gates and your channels. This is a whole other flavor to who you are. So when you're just getting into it, learning as much as you can about your energy type, your strategy and your authority is the perfect place to start. And there's so much free information out there. And that's the foundation you always want to come back to. Even if you've been like understanding human design for years, you always come back to the basics when you're feeling out of alignment in any way. And then from there, it's understanding the energy centers, the gates, the channels, your profile. And this is where it gets, it gets more intricate because these all work together. And so it's one thing to understand the energy of a specific gate, but to understand it in relation to your chart is where readings are super helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So what are our charts? Can you go <laughs> through them like individually? <laughs> yeah, I can give you a little, um, a little overview of all of your charts. So like I mentioned, you're all generators. So generators have this beautiful big aura this energy that just it has you have a lot of like energy to be busy and to be doing things when you dive into human design what you might read or hear is that you have this energy to work hard and that's true and it's also kind of not true because this energy has been um taken advantage of. This is where we get the classic nine to five, 12, 16 hour days that, that people are working. And what I really like to emphasize is you have this energy to get lost in your work. So what that means is you put your head down into something you love and eight hours go by, you haven't taken a drink of water, you haven't even looked up, time becomes irrelevant. That's the magic of what you have. It's this energy to just get lost in something. And when you follow the things that light you up, that's when we're really in that flow state. Mm. So generators are really big people pleasers though. And so what you really want to work on is if you feel like you don't have a lot of energy, if you feel drained and it's, it's asking yourself, what am I saying yes to that? I really want to be saying no to that's huge for generators. The other side of that is what am I saying no to that I really want to be saying yes to? Mm -hmm. I find that's more manifesting generators because manifesting generators, we're really here to try a lot of different things. Generators are really here to master their craft. So generators often go a little bit slower. They really want to like focus in on things and get really good at things. Manifesting generators are really here to just like try it, try it all. So they're kind of bouncing all over from thing to thing to thing. And that was one of the things I really had to look at was this shame I had around thinking I was a quitter, thinking I couldn't stick mm. with it. Mm -hmm. And understanding that I'm just here to try a lot of different things. And I've collected all these tools for my tool belt. So manifesting generators have a lot more shame around saying, yes, I find because they, they're get, they get told that they need to stick with things and they're, and, and man, and generators really need to work on saying no. Mm -hmm. And it's that no, that actually energizes you. I always say generators are the ones you call when you have to move because they just say yes. <laughs> And they show up to your house and you don't have anything packed. And they're just like, oh my God. And then they think next time I'm not going to do this. And then you call them again and they're like, okay. Yeah. So it's really understanding that by saying no, you actually will energize yourself. And it's cultivating this muscle of like, no, this, and it doesn't mean anything about you either. It doesn't mean you're not a good person. Um, so it's really understanding, like, does this feel good for me? Mm -hmm. So with generators and manifesting generators, like I said, we're here to um, be lit up and that's our sacral and our sacral is either lit up by things and it's always responding. So we're responding to things that we smell, sounds that we hear. We're responding to the energetics of people, things people say, and we're either like excited by it and like, yeah, moving towards it. Or we're like, mm, no, that doesn't feel right. I hear a lot about people talking about their sacral and feeling things in your sacral. What does, what does that mean? Yeah. So this is really like, trust your gut, that feeling of like, 
this is exciting for me. This I'm feeling pulled towards something. Um, I do a lot of work around understanding this because for everyone it's different. So maybe it's feels warm and expansive. Maybe it's not even in your sacral kind of belly button region. Maybe it's more in your heart. Maybe the energy is moving up. Maybe it moves down. So what does a yes feel like really tapping in and understanding that I'm feeling like I'm being pulled towards something. It feels like butterflies. What does a no feel like? Does it feel like a pit in your stomach? Does it feel heavy? Is energy moving in a certain way? Are you feeling like you're being pushed away from something? So we really want to understand that, that yes. And we can all, if you think about a time when you were super excited about something, you can, you can kind of feel that. And same when you're like, really like, no, this is not for me. But what are those subtle yeses feel like that little bit of energy and the sacral really loves yes or no, or this or that questions. So for generators and manifesting generators, it can be really hard when someone's like, what do you want for dinner? Oh, anything. It's fine. Anything. And then they're like, okay, cool. Tacos. And you're like, oh no, I don't want tacos. They're like, oh, that okay, is me to a T. <laughs> yeah. And so as soon as you have something to respond to, when people are like, okay, cool, I'm going to make this, then you're like, oh no, I don't want that. Or yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds great. I often find like going to restaurants is so hard. There's so many options. You stare at the menu for so long. Yeah. I, I'll often go in and just say, just pick your favorite thing. Like bring me, I'm done making decisions. Yeah. Bring me whatever you want. And they're like, do you feel like meat or do you feel like fish? I'm like, I don't care. Just like, just pick something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're good. I have to go through like the laundry list of things and then I'll contemplate back and forth. Like, okay, do I want this? Oh, well, you know, the fish sounds really good, but, oh, but the pasta sounds even better, but, oh, do I really want pasta? Cause it's kind of heavy tonight. Maybe I want some chicken. Oh, but I don't really want that (laughs) sauce, but I want the sauce from the fish on it. And then I start trying to get them to like mix and match. And I'm now turning into the chef making what I want in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's so amazing though, really tapping in and asking yourself these yes or no questions. Like, Mm -hmm. do I want fish? Do I want pasta? What we really want to focus on, and this is what is really hard when we're in a restaurant setting is we're often looking to other people. What are you having? Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of tapping inward of being like, what do I actually feel like tonight? Okay. Pasta is like, you know, it excites my taste buds, but I always feel really terrible after I eat it. So let me sit in that feeling of later on after the past is done let me just sit in that feeling for a minute is that how I want to feel right or do you ask your friends what they're eating because you want some of that too so you (laughs) want to make sure you don't order what they're getting so that you get to try all the meals (laughs) definitely yes um was there any oh sorry go ahead crystal I was just gonna say one more thing about the sacral so The sacral loves pleasure. We are here to just be lit up by our lives, to be following the things that light us up, to be diving deeper into our pleasures. The other side of that is that it doesn't love doing things it doesn't love to do. Mm. So when it comes to the sacral, we have this gift of being able to sort of bypass that not wanting to do something. So again, we look at like, do I need to do this? Like, is this like, you know, inside of our business? So let's say you run, you run your own business. You have to do the back end. You don't necessarily love doing the back end of your business, mm-hmm. but you don't have anyone who can do that for you yet. So what you want to do is you want to make that 
fun. So maybe you open a bottle of wine while you're doing it. Maybe you put on fun music. Maybe you light candles. Maybe you dress up and put on lipstick. Like what is it that will make this experience more fun for you? So if I open up a bottle of wine when I'm doing the things I don't like, everyone's going to get paid incorrectly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe save that for after that's okay. okay. (laughs) And the other side is food can be very difficult for sacrals because again, we, we go by that, like, Ooh, I desire this. I want this. So again, we want to look at the further desire. So if my further desire is health, But in the moment I'm craving chocolate, can I make a healthy decision inside of that craving? Do I know that even though I say I'm only going to eat a piece of chocolate, I end up eating the whole chocolate bar. So can I then attach, can I then hold on to my further desire of, okay, right now, you know, a chocolate bar would be really nice. A piece of chocolate would be really nice, but my further desire is health. So can I grab onto that in order to move myself through this sort of craving. You are in my head. Like this is me. Like the <laughs> chocolate sits in the fridge. So every time I walk past it, I have to like break myself off a little piece of it. But then I hit the mirror and I go, but I want to be a size two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the other thing about that is when it comes to exercise as a sacral, you know, you can, and, and, and diet and whatever you can read everything. There's a million different diets that work for a million different people. There's a million different ways to move your body that work for a million different people. But if it doesn't light you up, if it doesn't feel good, and again, you might have to hold on to that further desire until you cultivate that relationship where it feels good. But if every day you're going running and every day you're like, I hate this. Why am I doing this? This is the worst. It's not going to have the impact that you want it to have. Whereas if you did something like Qigong and you love it and every day you're there, that will actually be more beneficial to your health and probably give you the desired results than the thing that you're doing that you hate. Because again, Mm -hmm. your, your mind is not in it. Your desires are not in it. Right. Right. Um, Crystal, did you see anything in our charts where we're like completely opposite? Well, let's take a look for one second. Because we can't. So there was something with... earlier that you were saying Becca and Luba is, but you didn't say I was. And I was okay, like, Ooh, yeah. what does that make me? So <laughs> you, Becca and Luba are both emotional authorities. And so what that means is that they're, they need time to make decisions. Ashley, you're more like you can make decisions in the moment. You know, you can follow those sacral hell yeses and, and those hell no's. Luba and Becca need 24 to 48 hours to really, when it comes to making bigger decisions, to make sure that they're not being enhanced by a high mood or a low mood. And so it's, it's an awareness of that, Ashley, of like, but we should just do this. I like, I know that we should do this, that, that you need, they need to have more time. So I should be listening to this gut instinct that I have to say yes and not listen to that. Like, Oh, but maybe I should sleep on it. Yes. Yeah. You really want to start like, and start small so that you, you know what a yes really feels like and, and what a no feels like. So Becca 
has a defined root center. So what this looks like in, is the defined root center. This is the, um, deals with stress and adrenaline. So what Becca might notice is she kind of likes the thrill of leaving things till the last minute. It's like that, like, Ooh, am I going to get it done? I know I'm going to get it done, but it's like that excitement, that adrenaline actually, um, helps her create better yeah. for two undefined roots like Luba and Ashley, this, this stress is something you could pick up on. So you're like, it's two days until we're done and she hasn't even started. Like what is going on? I don't understand. <laughs> and so it's understanding that we want to find a balance between allowing her to thrive inside of that pressure and not causing it to stress you both out. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so yeah. true. So if we have emotional authority, what would Ashley's authority be called? So Emotional authority is like an added layer. So you all are sacrals. You all, Ashley's authority is a sacral authority. Luba and Becca, you both, this is how your soul is guiding you. It's just the emotional authority is an added layer that can go on to certain um, other authorities. So it's still, you still all have the same guidance. It's that soul. It's that like being lit up, being turned off, but you just want to not make big decisions um, in the moment, this is really like, this is where we cultivate that patience so that we can understand and tap back in like, okay, that was really exciting to me yesterday. How does it feel today? Is it still exciting? Mm -hmm. And it, it's probably not going to feel as exciting because you don't have the emotion behind it anymore. But if it's still 70, 80% where you're like, yeah, this still feels good, then it's still a yes. And a maybe is a no for now. If you're like, mm, I don't know about this. That's just a no for now. It's not a no forever, but in this moment, you're not, you're not lit up by it and that's okay. Mm, so I you're both that. thicker onions than I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little tiny onion and you guys are like those layered onions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I found like early, early in my career when I would just like make decisions on the fly and go with it, like things did not work out well for me. And that's when I really had to focus and prepare and take that effort to be like, I'm not going to respond to that email for 24 hours. I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to write a really shitty email. That's not going to go to anyone or I'm going to email it to myself. And then I'm going to digest it and recreate it because anything that I ever did that was like spur of the moment or just in that moment was not working. Yes. That's so funny. You say that because when I think back now to a lot of the very big decisions I've made in my life, like moving, um, buying a house, moving provinces, taking jobs. I literally have done them in like the drop of a hat. Yes. Like there was, there was no thought, there was no rhyme or reason. It was just something came up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to, that sounds like a great idea. All right, done. Yeah, I know. Ash and I talked about it. We're like, oh my God, she's about to give birth any day. She's buying a house. She's <laughs> dealing with the construction. Like, where did all of this come from? Like, I'm going to renovate my house. Now I'm going to do And we're like, We've been on the podcast every single week for a year and we haven't even heard about this idea. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah. And it all turned out like baby showed up, house got renovated, house got purchased. Because you're out of the other house. and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It all like everything went off without a hitch and baby showed up on her due date. Oh, that I did oh. not plan for. <laughs> so Beautiful. Crazy. Um, Crystal, your website one more time. 
It's crystalmcintyre.com, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-M-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E.com. And everyone's You're so good at saying your name. You've like practiced that. It like had a nice ringtone to it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, and everyone, please follow her on social media. Your content is so mm. great. I love it. I wish I could put myself out there as much as you have. And it's my favorite one is the, the one in the car about the, um, oh my God, how do you explain it? How do I word it correctly? Yeah. Like who's in charge? So who's making the decision soul or ego? <laughs> yes. I love that one. It's my favorite, but please follow her. It's Chris at crystal McIntyre as well. It's very easy. Amazing content. So beautiful. So well done. Um, and you said that people can go on your website and book, can they book in a consultation first or how, how do you work it with through like actually buying a package? How does that, how does that look like? Yeah. So the consultations are generally for working with me one-on-one. Um, so you can definitely book a discovery call for that. You can also book, um, a reading through my website. If you have general questions, you are more than welcome to just DM me. Uh, I love answering things and I'm really here for, um, helping spread human design and making it really digestible and making it really fun too. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a lot. You make it, you make it quite easy. Like it's, it can be intimidating to people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And really trying to make light of the, the challenges, you know, there's gifts to everything and then there's the challenge as well. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes I find it's, you know, when, when you start diving into something like this, you, you often think, Oh, I wish, I wish I was this energy type. It'd be so much easier. Look at, you know, Mm -hmm. the projectors they're when they're in alignment there, it's success. And I'm like, what a beautiful thing, but it's, you know, there's, there's challenges that are faced as well. And so I'm really trying to kind of bring that into light. I've been doing that in my reels where it's, it's like, this is let's make them like this. And then like, yeah, but let's make it so that they do this. So it makes it even harder. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I have one last question, Crystal. So after you discovered your personal human design chart, what has been the biggest like aha moment that you personally had that all of a sudden something about yourself like made sense? Mm, oh my gosh. Great. Wow. If, you, if you could narrow it down to like one, which would be hard. <laughs> I think... Uh, letting go of the shame of being multi-passionate and trying a mm. lot of things. I've had well over 60 jobs in my life. Wow. I have, you know, I'm, I'm in like multiple courses at a time. And so being that manifesting generator and understanding too, that sometimes I'll sign up for a course thinking I'm going to get one thing out of it and I get something completely different. Mm. And, and so letting go of the expectations of what I'm going to get out of something and really just allowing it to come and understanding too, that like, if I don't finish it, that's okay. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, there's so yeah. many. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that one's big too. Cause our society doesn't really have a lot of compassion for that. Like we're not taught, you know, it's like you find one thing that you want to do and you love and you never work a day in your life and then that's it. And like, 
if you have a hobby and you pick it up, you must finish it and actually, you know, build that garage or do that craft or, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of like, oh, I just want to dip my toes into a little bit of everything and see what feels right. And then do that for a couple of months and leave. Yeah. And I think my career is my hobby. This is exactly (laughs) how we've talked about this is how I got into this. Yes. Was this was my high school hobby. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And after four years of university and not liking the path I was going down, a friend said, why not just do your hobby until you figure out, you know, what you really want to do. And decades later, and here we are. Yeah. But I think too, like, we're just, we're so trained in like the old school of just something really basic. Like you need to finish everything off your plate. And if you don't do that, you're a quitter. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it just, if you really think of just like the basics of, of life rules on how you were raised and then apply that to, well, I don't want to go to university and I don't want to do this, but you've already started. Mm-hmm. So finish it. I'm the, I'm the worst. I don't know if like shows up in my chart, but like I start something and then I like move on to the next 10 things. Like I need to have really good people around me to be like, I'm going to follow this through. Or now I've, I've come to a place where I've been like, okay, can you, can you take that on and finish it? Or can I leave this with you? Cause yeah. it just, it just won't get done. Like my brain is maybe it's ADHD. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely gates that there's the gate of beginnings, which is you love beginning things and not necessarily finishing them. And then there's understanding that, you know, sometimes you're here to be the bigger picture. You're here to start the things and then empower other people to finish them. Yes. And, yes. Um, I was going to say something and I complete. Oh yeah. Like if you look at my Instagram and you scroll back, like I, my nutrition practice was still on there. My low, my design has changed. Like I basically just let go of the fear of what anyone thought. And so you'll see like branding changes and whole career changes. And it's like, it doesn't matter when we're in alignment, when we're just owning every piece of ourself, we become so magnetic Mm -hmm. and no one contacted me when I recently did a branding change and was like, um, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. They were like, oh my God, this looks amazing. I love the fresh look. So it's like our, our fear of like, what will people think? And becoming the thing that we, the opposite of what we feared. It's like, everyone reached out to me and was like, this is amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And just living in that space too, of like, people have their own shit going on. Like they don't really care. Like we're so hard on ourselves on like, Oh my God, what will people think that they're like, they got their own stuff going on. They don't, they don't care that you've changed your Instagram. They didn't even notice, but they noticed the most recent post. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, again, at crystal McIntyre, crystalmcintyre.com, please reach out you are such an amazing human. I am so glad that, that we met. Thank you so much for the light reading of, of all of us. I think we, uh, it all completely makes sense in, in where we are and who we are. Thank you for being our guest. Oh, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Becca, where can they listen to us? Where can they follow us? What are the deets? You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search between both cheeks. If you want to watch the video versions of the show, they are on YouTube, kind of delayed, but 
they're there. And that is under the channel wax hair removal bar. But still, if you just type in between both cheeks podcast, it does come up. We have an Instagram and a TikTok. Those are both at between both cheeks. And if you want to email us or you've forgotten what Crystal's website is or anything else we've talked about today, you can send an email to comments at between both cheeks.com. And we'll put everything in the show notes, which is the show description. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you.